The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 63. Monday, March 12th, 2007. Yes, this is episode 63. Yeah. This guy in Canada, Scott C. Clements, found the Paunch Stevenson show and decided to write in. He wanted us to watch some short films that he had made called The Scarlet Avenger. And I've been writing back and forth with him, and we actually set up an interview. So we have the technology now. Yeah. So I hope this works. I'm dialing his number. (laughs) Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. All right, it's ringing. That's a good sign. Hello? Hey, Scott. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Hey, good. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> oh well, th- well. Thanks for having me. How did you find out about the show? Because I was checking the email one day, and I just saw you had sent us an email. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I think I found you guys um, by doing a search for film critics, and I listened to you guys, and you seemed like pretty uh, no nonsense film critics. So uh, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. There's. <laughs> There's no uh, no sugarcoating from us. <laughs> so yeah. you send us you send us a link to a student film that you made, and it's called The Scarlet Avenger. And yeah. you made this in 2006. No, no, no. This is a this is a a really old project. Uh, uh, we filmed it at York University in Toronto, Canada, in. Uh, 1997 Mm. and so it was finished in 2000 and it was only really until youtube came on that you could get people to watch stuff on the internet uh because it's like instant gratification it just pops up with the the flash video so when this film was finished i was always frustrated that i could never get it out there because it's my dream to turn it into a feature and really want to promote it uh, yeah, with YouTube, uh, getting it on there, I finally got it on there and, uh, able to show it to the world now, which is really exciting. To me, it looked like a professional video. Well, thanks. <laughs> it was the first movie that we ever shot on film. Basically, uh, we started in 97 and we had to cut this thing on, uh, a Steenbeck editor, an old flatbed editor. So, the whole thing was cut with a razor blade and tape. And um, in 97, this was a couple years before the home nonlinear editing revolution. Uh, there was no Final Cut Pro. Uh, the only real nonlinear solution was uh, the Avid system, which cost o- over $100,000. Um, so, so when we started, uh, we had to do all the post-production really slowly. It was, it was taking us so long that we got booted out of school. And then eventually one of the guys that worked at the post-production house said, well, there's this new thing coming out called Final Cut Pro that Apple's releasing. It's a, a home video editing solution. And uh, why don't you learn it? And I think this can help you, you know, get your film made. 
So I learned that, and then I was able to sort of recreate all the editing that we'd done on the on the Steenbeck editor. I was able to recreate all that in Final Cut Pro, and then um, I had to uh, do all the sound editing, which was a very lengthy uh, process. Just to do the sound took uh, probably about eight months. Um, and also, <clears throat> you're constantly trying to get people to do favors for you uh, because we had no money, so we had to we had to get people to do favors. But then you're waiting on the favors. And also, I was working on a sort of kung fu vampire movie that was eating up a lot of my time as well. So I was trying to finish the two movies, and they both took three years to complete. Is the other movie that you just mentioned, the Kung Fu Vampire movie, is that also a serious movie, or is that more of a humorous movie? That's um, uh, a really, uh, it's meant to be a campy, fun um, adventure, sort of like, it, it, it was really inspired by Sam Raimi uh, movies, like uh, the early Evil Dead movies, especially uh, Evil Dead 2. Um, even Scarlet Avenger was influenced by Sam Raimi's early works. I did notice Back. that. Yeah, the main character, the just the way he was giving the dialogue, it was very Bruce Campbell. Well, it's funny that you say that because I asked him to watch Evil Dead Two, and uh, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want to do it. He no. didn't want to. He didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be copying people's uh, acting styles but maybe he did watch it and um yeah evil dead 2 is probably in my top 10 favorite movies of all time so uh it definitely wormed its way in there I was going to ask you about, uh, with the special effects, how did you guys do all the fire? Uh, all the effects were handled by uh, a stuntman slash effects guy named Dave Fulton. And Chris uh, had made all sorts of movies in high school uh, with Dave, where Dave would uh, flip cars and, and blow things up and you know they would have gun battles and all that and Chris met Dave at the video club in Hamilton Ontario which is uh, about an hour away from Toronto so basically um, Chris's friend Dave did all of the effects at cost um, and you're asking about fire um for explosions, the fire was basically just a flamethrower. Nice. And when it you seems like it would be kind of dangerous. That's why I was wondering for students to be <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well Dave, Dave had his licenses and everything. Dave was a lot older than uh, than us, uh, uh, so you know he he'd, uh, he'd actually worked. Um, I think by the time he helped us, he'd actually worked on uh, Hollywood films. So basically, uh, it, it was a controlled flame burst. And when you put the sound effect in there, it creates the illusion that it's an out of control 
ball of fire. And just to be on the extremely safe side, we covered uh, the actor or the stunt guy who was playing the Scarlet Avenger in Fire Retardant Gel, and we had fire extinguishers on standby. I guess you don't so want any, he, yeah. any deaths or lawsuits or anything. Yeah, no. No, everything was 100% safe. Yeah, I was impressed with the fire and also with all of the, the sets and the backdrops and everything. The sets, um, you would be shocked by how cheesy they were if you were if you were there. <laughs> if you were on the, I mean, the skull's chamber was basically our classroom. We painted it, the walls light gray, and then we took a sponge and took dark gray paint and just made, you know, strange patterns with a sponge on the wall, and it created the illusion that it was rock. In some of the, uh, we got a lot of the set dressing from the York University Theater Department. Um, but we also got a lot of stuff from, uh, the CBC, uh, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. They gave us so much stuff for peanuts because we were students. Did you have yeah. to give it back? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had to give it back. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a rental. But, uh, yeah, no, when you are a film student, you know, you really have to use being a student to your advantage and people will really bend over backwards for you. When you're in the real world, it takes a lot more to get people to do stuff for free for you. <laughs> I was looking at the comments on YouTube and also there was a guy that submitted a video review of the Scarlet Avenger. Yeah. And towards the end, he had, I guess he had a little bit of a spoiler where he said that he thought it would have been nice if the character, the skull, took off his mask or, or if, if that character were revealed. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm thinking that the skull is actually the skull. Like he, he's some sort of demon or something. But I guess this guy interpreted it as he is uh, a guy with a skull mask. Well, um, the skull is designed to be a guy with a mask. Okay. I guess uh, because, I watched too much He-Man then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like in the old uh, 1940s serials, there was always a masked villain. And yeah, the guy was always revealed at the end. And for some reason, I just didn't feel the need to unmask the guy um, because I just thought, okay, he's like Darth Vader, right? But, you know... Mm -hmm. uh, the skull dies. <laughs> so we never, we never get to unmask him. But actually, um, it's funny that he mentioned that because I have been working with, uh, Chris and another writer, uh, working on the feature script. And, you know, we're all saying, yeah, the skull has to be revealed. We have to build up this mystery of who the skull is and reveal him. Because all the old serials did it. When Rob first told me uh, that you emailed us, 
it, I don't know, the way I took it was that this film was some kind of, uh, it wasn't an Indiana Jones fan film, but it was inspired by Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, well, it really came out of a love for the, for the movies that influenced Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, you know, so I would watch serials on projector when I was, you know, really young. Um, uh, I uh, would go to conventions and buy old serials on on VHS. Um, the first I ever bought was Spy Smasher, uh, which is pretty much the best serial ever made. Um, when is that so, from? Uh, it was released, I believe, in 1942 by Republic Pictures, and Republic made all the greatest serials. They're really action-packed and just really exciting. Um, like, you know, for example, when, you know, the characters would get in a, a fist fight, they'd really fight. I, so I had been, I'd been really influenced by those. And when I was 12 years old, there was a video game that came out called the Rocket Ranger. A few years before Disney had released the Rocketeer. Uh, so the Rocket Ranger was my sort of uh, introduction to sort of a more sci-fi version of Indiana Jones. Like this guy flew around with a rocket pack and fought the Nazis. And I thought, wow, that's awesome like it's a combination of my two of my favorite movies star wars and raiders of the lost ark and that's what i wanted to do with the scarlet avenger you know i wanted there to be a, a masked villain like a darth vader-esque villain um i wanted there to be a sword fight i wanted it to be that sort of blend between uh, the old and the new, you know, for example, I love that there's gun battles and, and sword fights existing in the same universe. You know, I think people appreciate that. So then my, uh, my, uh, last question about, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the, the new movie that's supposed to come out, right? Yeah. Uh, what are your, uh, what are your uh, feelings? What are your thoughts? Well, yeah. Um unfortunately, I think that it's going to be pretty pretty bad. Oh. Um <laughs> uh George Lucas really lost my respect around the time that we were shooting the Scarlet Avenger actually. I went to go see the special edition Star Wars. Uh, yeah. It was re-released in 1997. And the moment I saw Han Solo step on Jabba the Hutt's tail, <laughs> that was it. It wasn't uh, Greedo doesn't shoot first. That that old <laughs> that was pretty bad. But the stepping on the tail that was just like okay, it's all over. It's all downhill. <laughs> and well, it was just so poorly done. It was it was glitchy. Like when Harrison Ford is walking around him, it, they yeah. actually like moved his position so it was glitchy it was just like zoop it was like yeah. they moved the whole thing just up down and it was it was, <laughs> it was brutal <laughs> so i i was so depressed because i loved everything almost everything that lucas has done with a few small exceptions 
Like I was even a huge fan of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV yeah, show. Yeah, that me he'd too. Done. But they waited way too long. Harrison Ford is going to be way too old. <laughs> uh, and, and also Indiana Jones needs to exist in the thirties or at the very latest, the early forties. That's his, that's his world. There was a sort of sense and, um, to that era. Like it was, it was, you know, it was the time when we believed that there were still uncharted islands, you know, where, you know, King Kong might exist, you know, there's a real magic to that era. And, and the moment you take him out of there and put him in, say, the 1950s or the 60s, it's just going to fall apart. But this, Fourth film, I I just think it's going to be really awful. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll have to wait till next year, right? Two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scott, in the credits of the Scarlet Avenger. I noticed that your name pops up quite a bit. Writer, uh, actor, director, producer. My dream is I have no interest in acting. I, I was just uh, playing an extra, basically, in, uh, <laughs> right. in that film. I'm really interested in writing. I really want to direct. But the thing that Scarlet Avenger taught me and the way that I make my money today is editing. So what happened was um, I had shown my Kung Fu movie around and I met someone that knew a director uh, who worked a lot in Toronto named David Wu. And, you know, this person said, do you want to meet him? And uh, I said, uh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I looked him up and I found out that he used to edit all of John Wu's Hong Kong movies. So I met with David on the set of um, this TV series called Adventure Inc. And I do know me, that series. Yeah. He let me sort of hang out for a week on the set of that show. And I said, well, I really want to be a director. And he said, well, if you want to be a director, a really good way is being an editor. So I sort of took his advice there and used Final Cut Pro to get a job editing. And I started editing corporate videos for BMW and Volvo. But then, you know, I still had this dream of directing. So I applied to Norman Jewison's school up here in Canada uh, called the Canadian Film Center. So I took uh, their five-month uh, director's program and it's a, it's a pretty prestigious program. So when I got out, people would really take me seriously. And the producer of this horror movie called Silent Hill got my resume and he saw that, you know, I knew how to edit and I'd gone to the film center. So he brought me on as a documentary filmmaker to document the making of this movie Silent Hill. Have you guys seen that movie? Haven't seen it, but I know it's based on a series of video games. 
Yeah, it's a, it, it was a it was a pretty big movie. Like it was a big fifty million dollar film, and um, I got to go. I got to hang out on 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 the set of this thing for you know four months, and uh, I had my video camera, and I'd you know go around uh, you know capturing everything, and then I got another editing job on. Uh, Doug Lyman's new movie called Jumper with Samuel Jackson and Hayden Christensen. What happened there is um, they heard that I knew Final Cut Pro and they were looking for someone to do some conceptual editing because they wanted to see what certain scenes would look like. Yeah, so I uh, I did that for... Oh, eight months or so. And I just wrapped that up about a month ago. And that's, that pretty much brings me to where I am now. And in my time of unemployment, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing what I always wanted to do and promoting, uh, you know, the Scarlet Avenger finally showing or showing it to people. The moral of this interview is learn Final Cut Pro. <laughs> <laughs> or learn. <laughs> Learn something, yeah, learn learn some. If you want to be a, a filmmaker, learn how to edit your own films. It just gives you so much freedom, and also it gives you a way to, you know, stay in the game uh, while you're trying to get your, your film made, because, you know, it might take you till you're 40 to get your, your film made, you know. Well, wrapping it up, good luck. Yeah, and thanks for coming on the show. That was That was awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> first first telephone interview, first interview on a on a show, so it's it's pretty cool. I uh, thank you guys, Scott C. Clements. Uh, we we'll, we'll put a link to your videos that are on YouTube dot com on our website punchstevenson dot com. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Hey, Greg, do you know what it's time for? It's time for the well-known jingle of the episode. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. The Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. <laughs> oh my god. Can you believe that? <laughs> hey Luigi, I do the Mario. Oh, oh, oh. The video is basically just like scenes of the cartoon and the video game in the background and Captain Lou in his costume, you know, just like floating in space doing this <laughs> stupid dance. Little <laughs> Mario! When you are a film student, you know, you really have to use being a student to your advantage and people will really bend over backwards for you. When you're in the real world, it takes a lot more to get people to do stuff for free for you.
my uh, last question about uh, Indiana Jones. The the new movie that's supposed to come out, right? What are your uh, feelings? What are your thoughts? I just think it's going to be really awful. 